0: You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities.
1: And after spending more time doing more geological due diligence, I realized that, gee, this project is more exciting than, than Detroit Lake. Why? Because it's high-grade. Also because it's untouched, undrilled. And there are so many follow-up intersections that were never follow up. Just for example, there's an intersection that we released uh, about two months ago publicly, 8 grams over 8 meters, drilled in 1961. It has never been followed up in more than 60 years. That's why I'm excited because I know this potential is there and it just needs to be drilled.
0: This is Mining Stock Education and I'm your host Bill Powers. Thank you for tuning again today. Well, in today's show, we're going to be profiling GOLTERRA Resource Corporation. And I was personally introduced to GOLTERRA by one of its larger shareholders earlier this year. Uh, This high net worth investor who has decades of experience in the resource sector, I should note, told me that he believed GOLTERRA was not being valued for the opportunity that it was presenting to the market. This particular investor told me that he believes this company has the potential of discovering 5 plus million ounces of high-grade gold in an excellent jurisdiction in Canada's Northwest Territory, right outside the town of Yellowknife. The company's website is goldterracorp.com, and the ticker in Toronto is YGT. In New York, you can also find it under the ticker TRXXF. And joining me today to discuss the company is Golterra's executive chairman, Gerald Panaton. He has multi-decade experience in the mining sector, but not just experience, a lot of success. For over 12 years, he worked for Barrick and advanced a couple mines to production. So he understands not just geology, but what it takes from an engineering standpoint to actually bring the mine into production. Has over 30 years of experience in Canada and all over the world. He's also the founder, most recently he's been in the news as the founder of Detour Gold, who raised over $2.6 billion and sold that company to Kirkland Lake Gold for almost $5 billion just this year in 2020. So it's uh, my privilege to be able to speak to you today. Gerald, welcome to Mining Stock Education for the first time. And as Golterra is your, your new uh, company in the mining sector right now, I'm, I'm curious to learn what motivated you to join Golterra and what did your due diligence process look like when you were considering taking the helm of Golterra?
1: Thank you, Bill um it's interesting because we all le- always learn something in mining so uh being part of mining education is always like something uh, we learn every day because we discover a new thing uh to answer your question uh how do you get involved in a project like this like Yellowknife? and i think the the main the main reason is because goldera the Yellowknife project can create value for shareholders where at the beginning of a story i know the story is maybe six seven years old in the in the hands of shareholders of terrax but i just started last october and before i joined the main thing was okay what is what is going to be what what can yellow knife offer to the investors i i asked the same question at detour and when i bought detour in 2006 for roughly $75 million to get 100% of, of a great potential, I did the due diligence. And it was very quick from a geological point of view that the potential uh, was there and was not just drilled properly. The same thing again in Gold Era, uh, The Yellow Knife project is a project that bears the same similarity as Detour Lake, except it's high grade. And the main focus over the last six, seven years has been almost in the wrong place. Uh, Yellow Knife produced 13 million ounces of gold over five kilometers of strike length between the Giant and the coal Mine. South of it, north of it, we control all of the land and basically the Campbell Shear extension that has been sporadically drilled with very good intersection uh, that we released not long time ago of eight grams over eight meters, for example, that has never been follow up properly. When we look at project. We get excited as geologists about sometimes the potential. And of course, when you have a low-grade deposit, like a detour, you could be excited if you get to 5 or 10 million ounces and you end up at more than 16 in reserve and you put the mine in production and it produces 500,000 ounces a year. It's a great achievement. But when you start thinking that I look at Yellowknife in May of last year and after my meeting and after spending more time doing more geological due diligence, I realized that gee, this project is more exciting than than Detroit Lake. Why? Because it's high-grade. Also, because it's untouched, undrilled. And there are so many follow-up intersections that were never follow up. Just for example, there's an intersection that we released uh, about two months ago publicly, 8 grams over 8 meters, drilled in 1961. It has never been follow-up in more than 60 years. That's why I'm excited, because I know this potential is there, and it just needs to be drilled. What we have here at Campbell is, and the Campbell Shear, the target of the Yellowknife camp, is you're looking at half an ounce per ton, 15 grams, 16 grams, 22 grams, high high grade potential and a lot of potential actually untapped to the south and to the north. Um, it's a small footprint. It's two kilometers by two kilometers. That's your Campbell Shear deposit. So yes, definitely the grade is the big bonus in repeating Detroit Lake with high-grade.
0: With some remote projects, we can understand why there's not more exploration done just because of where they're located. But this project, you can literally go to Tim Hortons in the morning, get coffee, drive out in your own car or truck and see the project. Why was this property in this district not further explored and developed in the last decade or so?
1: The history is a bit similar. The camp, which was run by Miramar, in the late uh, uh, 1990 to 2005 was a Miramar, the con mine, and it was shut down when gold price hit 250 in 1999. So basically a lack of exploration, a lack of sustained development, they shut down the mine, uh, flooded the mine, And uh, I know a couple of anecdotes, which, you know, I'm not here to say that people wanted the the mine shut down and they were tired of going into Yellowknife. But look, we're in a city of 20,000 people. We have road access. We have power. We have people, mining people. We have support from the community, support from the government. It's sad to see a, a mine shut down. But at the same time, thank you, because everybody after did not focus on the right thing for about 15 years and when Terrax purchased the property in 2013, they worked on the property for six years without having to focus on the Campbell shear. So basically, they left what is could be the result of a moderate load discovery in Yellowknife if we just drill the Campbell shear south and north of the mine. And that's exactly what Terrax before us did not do it, and that we're planning to do in 2020, 2021. So within the next two years, we could be sitting on a 5 million ounces deposit. Uh, Success rate, one one chance out of two, 50 percent, because it's there.
0: I can recall as you're you're talking, Gerald, uh, a comment I heard Rick Rule say once where he says sometimes success takes putting the right eyes on an old project. And that's kind of what you're doing here. But it's not just your eyes because you have an excellent Rolodex with your success at Detour in previous decades. Who else have you brought into this company that's going to help you move this forward?
1: Uh, The team is always important. When I joined in October, I was looking at the board and and I looked at the directors, what they were bringing to the table. Uh, There was like too many geologists and there was... Too many people that has been around for a number of years. And it was time for a new reset. And basically, I brought my, my mining companion, mining associate of 27 years, which is Mr. Louis Dion. Uh, Louis Dion was senior VP operation at Barrick Gold. You know, my 12 years at Barrick Gold are very simple. I've got two mines put in production, Tulawaka and Buzwagi in Tanzania. But 12 years of schooling, 12 years of looking at more than 200, 300 gold deposit. Uh, working for the same mentor, Alex Davidson. Uh, and, you know, Alex was was a tough guy to work with, but a great guy to work with at the same time. We saw eye to eye. He never refuted my, my judgment call when I used to go on due diligence or, or compilation or whatever property I visited. You know, when you go through all those property one after the other one, and you eliminate the political risk and the legal risk, the metallurgical risk, the mining risk, mining is risky on so many aspects. But with the experience I gained to, D- to Barrick and then to Detour, I was able to build Detour because of my 12 years at Barrick. I don't think I would have been able to to do what I did at Detour Lake without my learning curve of, of Barrack. Of course, project size makes a big difference. We we know that if we get over 5 million ounces at Yellowknife, it's going to be tough to keep it for ourselves because we will be one of the large discovery in Canada. And in my mind, that's the reason why uh, this camp has a lot to offer because it does have this potential for another 5 million ounces. No question. Maybe more. Uh, I still remember the first time I looked at Detour Lake, I thought there was 5 million ounces potential there. And we end up with 16 in reserve and another 14 in resource. So you 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 gain access to to the project to what it could deliver, and we just need to drill it. It's very simple.
0: And your drilling costs, I would assume, are quite lower than other areas of Canada because the town's right next door, as you already mentioned.
1: Yes, yes, they are definitely. This is um, um, this is not a place where you spend three, $400 total cost per meters. We're averaging last winter 225. Uh, winter is a great time to drill. Uh, We can drill all year along, not everywhere, uh, but the ice allows you to drill everywhere for approximately the month of December all the way to to, uh, early April. COVID did not stop us this year. COVID uh, mining is essential. Exploration is essential in Northwest Territory, and we were able to drill and finish our program up to mid-April. And the good news is that we're just about to go back and start drilling in August. Before mid-August, our drill will be turning on our high I agreed deposit where we intend to take our quarter million ounces deposit at around seven gram and bring it to possibly three quarter million ounces, a million ounces eventually with our drilling. The potential is there. Imagine it's a deposit that was found in 1938 and it has not been drilled below 200 meters vertical.
0: And I was also reviewing some of the numbers. The Con mine, if I'm correct, produced about 1 million ounces of gold at 20 grams per ton. Is that right?
1: The Con mine is to deposit the Con sheet which was a million ounces at 20 gram, which is actually a very similar shear zone as the Crestorum deposit that we're going to start drilling in, in August. So those two are almost like twins. The, the Campbell shear, which is the other part of the car mine, uh, mined 5 million ounces at roughly 16 gram. Uh in width of up to 100 meters wide. So the width of the deposit was from 5 meters to 100 meters wide because of a folding situation so the doubling of the deposit. And and that's exactly what the Campbell shear. The Khan shear is like a small subsidiary of the Campbell shear. So they're about uh, a kilometers apart from each other. Con shear was very rich, 3 to 5 meters in width, a million ounces at 20 gram, very similar to Crestorum uh, geology and structural uh, setting. But the Campbell's shear goes up to 100 meters in width because it's a much bigger shear zone. And everything that was associated with quartz vein, which is very important at the mine, was free milling. So anything that says, oh, I don't like Yano you know, Knife because it's refractory, that's the giant mine, which used to be owned by Royal which became a bankruptcy. And now it's in the hands of the government. But, but the, the car mine, which is currently still owned by Newmont after the acquisition of Miramar, is is a great um, example of, of a mine that had a lot to yield at very good grade. And that's why it makes this scam being in the city, Having all the support from the community, from the manpower, having an access road, uh, if we develop a project again in Yellowknife, will not be as difficult even as Detour Gold or anything else that is remote.
0: In the Crestorum deposit that you're going to be drilling here shortly, one your best hit so far wasn't it four meters of 24 grams a ton gold already?
1: Yes, there are some some spectacular hits on on the uh, on the Crestorm deposit. Uh, one of them, yes, four grams over over. Uh, 20 meters, but we also have 7 meters at 10 gram, uh, 16 meters at 3 grams. There's a 20 gram over 5 meters, uh, 34 grams over 3 meters, 63 grams over 5 meters. It's a high-grade target. You hit the structure, you have quartz vein, you're going to have at least an ounce or two in that uh, shear zone. So we we know that Crestrom is not going to be a 5 million ounces target. For me, crystalline is 1 million ounces or better as a target, but it's a very good good target as a satellite deposit that can be drilled until we move the drill onto the Campbell Shear, which will happen later this year.
0: And how much of the Campbell Shear zone, percentage-wise, do you own?
1: I would say that with our North Belt property and our South Belt property, We probably own approximately 70% of the Campbell Shear.
0: And uh, is there any other neurology plays, or have you're pretty much the dominant player right here at Yellowknife?
1: On Yellowknife ground, we're the dominant players on the Campbell Shear.
0: You're going to be drilling. How many meters are we going to be looking at, and when could we expect the results?
1: We're going to start at 10,000 meters drilling, uh, of which 50% is going on to Crestorum. Following this, we'll be moving the drill uh, onto the Campbell Shear on the South Belt and carry on with drilling all winter long. And we should expect somewhere close to 20, 25,000 meters of drilling by April of next year.
0: So constant news flow, basically, for the next nine months.
1: And if we're successful, we'll bring a, a barge into Yellowknife and drill through the summer on a barge. You just
0: raised $7 million. So what is our treasury at and how far will that take you?
1: Treasury is fully, fully, uh, just somewhere around seven million dollars. Ten thousand meters will cost approximately two and a half million dollars. So we can easily do twenty thousand with five million. And uh, I think our treasury will take us all the way to April of next year. And you have all your permits in place. Yes, we do. We have all the permit in place. Uh, we have our water permit intake, which is good for five years, uh, with our relationship that was acquired through Terrax with. Uh, the local uh, permitting agency has been; we've been doing very well. We're an environmental example of doing the right thing. Uh, we go on the ice in the winter, and even line picket are being taken off before the ice melt. So we clean; we clean our stuff. We're, you know, a 2020 junior exploration that care for the environment.
0: And you're based out of Toronto, is that right, Gerald?
1: Myself, yes. We have a small office in Vancouver, and of course, we have a our people are underground, so our geologists looking after the project. Uh, Ryan and Aaron are located in Yellowknife, so we have direct employment locally in Yellowknife.
0: And I understand, though, you can even take a direct flight right there versus some of these remote projects.
1: Uh, We could uh, to Yellowknife, but I think the current, uh, as you know, the airline industry has been uh, cutting back uh, significantly. Uh, The route to go, usually, it's through Calgary, Edmonton, or Vancouver, which has also flights into Yellowknife.
0: We should mention, too, you have a, a resource of over 700 Thousand ounces already defined at the project. Will you be working to further develop that resource as you're releasing these hopefully high-grade drill results?
1: We uh, we already did part of that uh, uh, resource increase uh, last winter when we drilled the Samoto uh, open pit target. We were very successful extending the mineralization at depth. Uh, the market should expect an updated 43101 for Samoto and for the Crestrum deposit by year end. Uh, definitely, those two deposits should bring more ounces. So, three-quarter million ounces or 735,000 ounces is just the beginning. And once we start our, turning our rigs, and Campbell, Campbell should have his own 43101 next year. So we look forward to creating more value for our shareholders as the drill the drilling uh, continue to progress.
0: Gerald, I mentioned in my introduction that I was introduced to your company by uh, one of your larger shareholders um, who has high expectations for your success. Can you share anything more about the share registry and what type of skin in the game have you contributed to the, to this project?
1: I could start a bit with uh, with myself. Um, uh, look, we we all. In a sense, when you want to create value, it's for all of your shareholders. And I think the best way to to show that is as an executive chairman, I declined to have any stock option in the company and basically put uh, dollars into the ground. And uh, my current situation now is almost 5 million share that were all purchased through the different financing uh, from my private company, gold matter to the financing in December to buy on the market. And again, on the last financing uh, to maintain my position of almost 3%, I bought another 600,000 share uh, during the financing that we closed in July. I firmly believe that uh, uh, the best way to show how much I believe in the project is by, by being there as a shareholder and as an investor as well. And, um, in a sense, we, we we can talk about what's on the registry, which is um, public on Bloomberg. Our goal is to increase our institutional uh, follow-up. We've been able to uh, attract very good people, very good shareholders that are there for the long term. One of our shoulders that we have in Toronto owns approximately 6 million share now. Every time we finance, they put 2 million share, they bought 2 million share. They understand very well what we're doing. If we refer back to a press release on the Campbell share compilation that we did in June, uh, they were very happy with our strategy. Our strategy is very simple, and we know that within the next two years, we can create this value. So just imagine our market cap today, which is not even like... um, you know, $40 million U.S. Um, If we find 5 million ounces and the value you give us for that 5 million ounces, high grade is $100 an ounce. 5 million ounces times 100 is $500 million. So it's it's a tenfold. This is how you create value. You create value by finding ounces that are mineable in a town that has all the full services. So this is low risk environment, high grade zone, in, in the perfect setup.
0: That's excellent. And the Northwest Territories, I believe, has permitted what is it about three mines in the last couple of years?
1: Mostly diamond mines in the remote location. Uh, but yes, they are all uh, permitted from uh, uh, from recent years. And you know, I went through the permitting of three projects in my career: uh, Tulawaka, Buzwagi, both in Tanzania during my barrack days. I know how to permit a project from A e to Z. There are local rules, there are federal rules, you follow them, you deliver, you respect the environment, you respect your permit, and usually your track record will help you get through the next round of permitting. Detour Lake went up, you know, with no problem on permitting, uh, and the same thing can happen in Yellowknife, because in a remote area like Yellowknife, you close the diamond mines, which are to be closed within the next five to ten years, uh, what's next? It's probably another mine. There's nothing else than uh, than this. So mining is very important in Northern Canada. Uh, Whatever you talk about, Ontario, whatever you talk about, uh, Northwest Territory or British Columbia or Yukon, uh, this is a supportive country that has uh, the resource to be offered for mining. And the expertise as well.
0: The website again is goldterracorp.com. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. On the OTC, you can find the company trading under the ticker TRXXF. And in Toronto, under the ticker YGT. If you do go to the website at the bottom right is the email sign up I encourage you to enter your email so as these hopefully high grade results are presented to the market this year you'll be the first to receive notification in email form Gerald it's been a really uh, a real pleasure speaking with you today and we're going to be following your story and following up sharing your story with our listeners but thank you for coming on today's show
1: It's my pleasure Bill I would like to thank you very much and we look forward uh, in the near future to uh, to update with you. <music>
0: The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts, might cost 50 or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for one returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks